This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Omaha Steaks and by Purple. It has been just about three years since Jussie Smollett claimed to have been the victim of a violent attack that appeared to be committed by racist, homophobic, Trump-loving bigots who targeted the actor on the streets of Chicago because, according to his statements to police, he was a gay black man who was critical of the then-president. Wow. While this country does have an extensive track record of similar incidents, something about this one in particular seemed very suspicious right from the start. It was almost too on the nose, Mm -hmm. too blatantly planned and executed in a way that made it seem unbelievable. And that's because... It was planned, and it was unbelievable because it was a faked attack. Wait, hold on. You're supposed to say allegedly, right? Well, we'll not anymore. To, <laughs> we'll get to the judgment, Elliot. So Jesse Smollett had reportedly paid two Nigerian brothers $3,500 to stage the attack. The brothers had previously worked with Smollett as extras on the show Empire. They'd bought the red hats, gloves, and a ski mask from a local beauty supply store, <laughs> rope from a nearby hardware store, and then rehearsed the attack a few days prior to ensure that it was orchestrated in a way that would catch the whole thing on security footage without revealing the identity of the two brothers. Uh, Smollett also instructed the brothers to make sure they shouted plenty of homophobic slurs and support for MAGA while the attack played out. Smollett would later tell police that his attackers threatened him with, this is MAGA country, Despite the attack taking place in Chicago's Streeterville neighborhood, which is not MAGA country. It's, uh, yeah, it's absolutely not. By any definition. No. Uh, Everything started falling apart pretty quickly once the most basic basic investigative work was done. Uh, They identified the assailants, uh, found that they'd received a check from Smollett, had footage of them buying the supplies. Mm. And, And by the way, when they bought the red hats, they specifically asked at the beauty supply store, they're like, do you have any Make America Great Again hats? No, we have red hats. All right. Well, this will have to do. Good enough. And uh, also, as we'd later find out, video footage of the attack's rehearsal with Smollett himself. Damn. Which is uh, kind of the uh, nail in the coffin during this trial. Got to make sure it shows up on video. Well, it did. Yeah, it did. But that was the thing was uh, apparently uh, the video, he like had them stand so they, they you couldn't see that they were black because uh, the initial report yeah. was that they were two white MAGA racists. Mm -hmm. Um, So about a month after the incident took place, Smollett was officially charged with filing a false police report, a class four felony, and he surrendered himself to police the following day. A month after that, Smollett was indicted on 16 felony counts related to the incident, with Smollett and his legal team entering a not guilty plea as a result. But just two weeks after that, towards the end of March of 2019, all of the charges Mm. against Smollett were mysteriously dropped. Mm. And we would later find out that a deal was struck behind the scenes where Smollett agreed to perform just 16 hours of community service in order to have everything against him drop. And this is in addition to the fact that uh, someone pretty high up in the legal system in Chicago had to recuse themselves from the investigation because they knew him. Yeah. um, And might have... a family uh, friend. Yeah, might have worked on a deal uh, to get this... uh, lessons. The whole thing was just a big big old mess. Yes. Uh, but with the charges dropped and the community service completed, Jussie Smollett uh, for some reason. No, he couldn't just disappear into the uh, shadows, With all right? of this apparently behind him uh, just the, the imagine the tremendous luck of staging a hate crime, getting the police to spend just thousands of hours investigating your fake crime. Becoming a nation, an international news story. Yeah, uh, being found out and managing to walk away with a slap on the wrist. You would think you would 
stop pushing your luck so much. But Jesse Smollett decided right then and there to just plant his feet firmly in the ground. And despite mountains of evidence alluding to the fact that he had completely staged a violent assault, uh, he decided to countersue the city of Chicago because he felt as though he'd been the target of mass public ridicule and harm due to the large amount of publicity related to the case, which obviously made him look like a big fucking idiot. Also, the whole point of what you did was for publicity, Jesse. It was just you got the opposite of what you desired. So yeah, this is the spot where we all just collectively kind of forgot about this case. A lot of things happened. Yeah. A little thing called COVID. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, that's over with. He did his community service. And uh, yeah, I oh, he's filing a lawsuit against the city. That's not going to go anywhere. Well, that, you know what? Let's forget about Jesse Smollett. Yeah. But yeah, by that point, Smollett had ruined his career, made an ass of himself, done irreparable damage to the victims of actual hate crimes, but was still able to maintain a hint of innocence due to the charges being dropped. I guess we'll never know all the facts about this. It's all done. We can put this behind us and move on, right? But then in February of 2020, Smollett was re-indicted by a special prosecutor on six counts of disorderly conduct for lying to police. Those charges are what led us to the actual court case that took place over the past few weeks. A court case where Smollett's lawyer still tried to argue that the attack was not staged and that Smollett was actually the victim of a hate crime, with one of the more bizarre defenses being that the attack did happen, but it wasn't because they were racist, Trump-loving homophobes, but that Smollett had a sexual relationship with one of the brothers that didn't work out. So it was a scorned lover attacking him because of a failed romance. Hmm. Um, The brother in question uh, obviously denied the existence of any relationship, but that all leads us to the end of this week and the verdict that we all saw coming a mile away. Jussie Smollett was found guilty on five of the six counts of felony disorderly conduct. Wow. So in regards to sentencing, we will not know the exact specifics of that for a few weeks. Our prediction would probably be just more community service and probation, but there is a chance that he actually serves jail time. We just don't think it's gonna happen. Regarding the verdict and the future sentencing, here's the New York Times. Daniel K. Webb, the special prosecutor who handled the case, said on Friday that he had not yet decided on what recommendation he would make to the judge, but again emphasized how serious he thought the case was. Mr. Webb has pointed in several settings to the social damage caused by faking a hate crime, about the waste of police resources spent on the case, and about the consequences of lying to a jury, which found Mr. Smollett guilty after he spent seven hours on the witness stand standing by his account. The article continues, some experts said they would find it surprising if Mr. Smollett were to be imprisoned because he was convicted of the lowest level felony offense and has no prior felony convictions. Mr. Smollett's lead lawyer, Nene Uche, a former prosecutor who said his client planned to appeal the verdict, echoed that sentiment on Thursday. Quote, I've never seen a case like this where the person got jail time, he said, and he shouldn't because he's innocent. Uh, Okay, Uh, Mr. Smollett was convicted of five counts of disorderly conduct, which carry a maximum sentence of three years in prison. Even Mr. Webb has acknowledged that those charges don't typically lead judges to incarcerate people. But he said, there's never been a case like this. I don't know any case in Illinois that involves this criminal misconduct and deceiving police for weeks on end about a hate crime and then compounding it by lying to a jury. So anything's possible, but uh, he... This should have been over with a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, it's uh, quite the saga. But the biggest punishment for him, justifiably, if you want to think that's enough or not, is the fact that like this guy's entire career was ruined by his own stupid actions. Yeah. Uh... He was a very up-and-coming star who was firmly in a recurring, successful TV show. Yeah. 
and he could have leveraged that into uh, just many more acting roles and uh, probably a very fruitful career, but decided to throw it all away by doing the dumbest thing possible because he felt like he wasn't there's a, a lot of allegations on why he did it, but one of the main believable ones is that he thought he deserved more pay and more notoriety. Yeah. Uh, so this would get him more uh, on the national stage. Yeah, and even before these attacks, he like <laughs> apparently forged like letters to himself, like sent himself threats. Yeah, like stick figures. I still just like the motivation. I'm like, how would that translate to getting paid more money and getting more? Because he's time? a victim. Yeah. That if that's his entire mindset was that I'm going to be a famous victim of a hate crime, which yeah. will get everyone inspired to treat me better and give me better acting roles and more pay. Like that's what his mindset was, yeah. obviously. Very strange. Uh, with the added bonus of making, uh, at the time, Trump look bad, which is like you didn't have to do. Like he already looked terrible. Yeah, that's it's always very uh, annoying when people like lie to make. Trump looked yeah. bad. Like that fake Christmas card that was going around the, the internet penis like suit. last week. It's like, guys, like you don't, you're like, and, and people sharing it like, yeah, trust me, it's 100% real. It's like, no, it's not. It's a joke and not even a very good one. Like, and why also, are you doing this? this guy is responsible for an insurrection on the Capitol. It yeah. literally doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. His followers attacked the nation's Capitol. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's it for Jussie Smollett. I mean, sentencing coming up. But I guess we'll like, see. Like we said, it's probably going to be more community service and probation. You can't count on any jail time. And, like, what's jail going to do to this guy that ruining his career already hasn't done? Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on now to another story that is currently playing out, which also seems incredibly suspicious and is also ripe for some pretty believable conspiracy theories once you take a look at all the details and consider the man behind it all. A weirdo prosperity gospel televangelist named Joel Osteen, whose megachurch had apparently been the victim of a burglary a few years back where hundreds of thousands of dollars in checks and cash had apparently been stolen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Pretty bad. You know, he's stealing from a church. That wow. Is, even if it's the a, lowest of the low. Even if it's a fucked up, super wealthy church yeah. that spends so frivolously uh, on many things and doesn't give back to its community. Yeah, only has to be bullied on the internet to even let people in during a hurricane. Yeah, uh, like, yes, that it still is like, wow, stealing from a church, okay. So earlier this week, a story went viral after a Houston area plumber called into a local radio station when the hosts were asking for stories about valuable items that they'd found throughout their lives. That plumber, Justin Colley, his story was Incredibly recent, he yeah. had told the Morning Bowl radio show and all its listeners about finding the massive amount of cash and checks behind a wall inside of a restroom at the church just a month prior. So, yeah, Mr. Colley immediately reported what he had found to his supervisor and to law enforcement. And, um, okay, we, we have to issue a legal warning here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our opinions on this are just theories. We are not accusing this church, its employees, or Mr. Austin of doing anything illegal or untoward. Yes. Though we do think, regardless, he is a total piece of shit who is obsessed with money and milks every cent he can out of his congregation in order to live a life of extreme opulence. Yeah. Uh, he's, not again, a good, he's not a good person. All these fucking megachurch pastors are all demons. But anyway. uh, for the sake of uh, clarity, yeah. th we're, we're expressing opinions on this yeah. news story. Again, so we're just saying that something smells real fishy and it has nothing to do with this plumber. This poor plumber who just happened to be lucky enough to find and solve a, a mystery. Something reeks yeah. down at Joel Osteen's church and it ain't the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was what was behind the plumbing. All right, so uh, the money, it went missing in 2014 as a result of that reported burglary at the church. But that money never left church property. It was literally hidden behind the toilet, then, you know, behind the tiles of the bathroom wall. It was, you know, he removed tiles to check on something, and it was hidden very particularly yeah. right there. Um, no cameras in the restroom, a great place to hide something. Now, according to the guy that found it, quote, there was a loose toilet on the wall, and we removed the tile. We went to go remove the toilet, and I moved some insulation away, and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, that money was, by the way, all completely insured. And upon reporting it stolen, the church was able to file an insurance claim on that cash and receive reimbursement from their policy. Uh, here's some info regarding this from the Washington Post. And we're not saying that their reporting finds any of this suspicious. We're just using facts from their reporting to wonder about how and why the money got there. Here's what they said. Lakewood, a 606,000 square foot megachurch that attracts tens of thousands of worshipers to Joel Osteen's weekly services was rocked in March 2014 when the pastor announced that hundreds of thousands of dollars had been stolen from the church's safe. The burglary was discovered on a Monday morning. A police spokesman said at the time that $200,000 in cash and $400,000 in checks were reported stolen after a Lakewood employee noticed the funds missing, according to the Houston Chronicle. The funds were fully insured, according to a Lakewood statement at the time, and the church was working with its insurance company to restore the stolen funds to the church. Now, the case was never solved. We would assume the church got their money back from the insurance claim, mm -hmm. and everyone just moved on with their lives. But then this plumber, <laughs> this nosy plumber, this plumber who was sticking his nose where he shouldn't have been, <laughs> he found cash and envelopes hidden behind the toilet. He turns it in, and apparently all he wanted in return for his find was a thank you from Joel Osteen and maybe a mention in his sermon. Which you would assume would be the natural reaction he for just, the church and Joel Osteen to be like, well, oh my God, yeah. this guy found all that money that went missing. It's a what miracle. A hero. Yeah, this guy is a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he just wanted a shout out. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> especially considering that Joel Osteen mentioned the burglary when it happened. Yeah, in a sermon. It would have been nice for him to thank this young plumber for finding the missing funds and also give the congregation some closure about this whole yeah. saga. Right? Quote, I wanted to hear Joel Osteen say, you know, Justin, what you did was right. We understand what you did and what you could have done. The man told radio station KPRC, adding, I feel like at this point I should have heard something. I'm just a little upset. <laughs> A uh, thank you would have been nice. And it's like, yeah, if he had been a little more unscrupulous, he could have yeah, there, just pocketed There's a lot no of that cameras cash. showing who put it there, and there's yeah. no cameras showing who could have taken it out. Mm -hmm. And this guy does the right thing, hands over all of the money, and then the church ostensibly just ghosts him. Oh, thanks. Uh, Please don't tell anybody about this. Okay, bye. Yeah, if we could just keep this between us. Uh, yeah. Really great that you found this. But yeah, so he doesn't hear anything for a month until he calls into a local radio station to share his story. Then obviously gets national attention. And then the, the church decides to give him the original reward that was offered for anyone with information on the initial burglary. Uh, once again, from the Washington Post. On Tuesday, CEO of Lakewood Church, Rania Mancarius and Crime Stoppers called Kali with good news. They were rewarding him $20,000. Mm. Mancarius said the organization's 13 executive committee members unanimously voted to give the money to Kali. Once police confirmed to Crime Stoppers that he was not connected to the burglary, giving the gift to him was a no-brainer, she said. Even though the statute of limitations had run out, 
Mancarius told the Post the nonprofit was compelled to give the gift to Kali, whose story drew national attention after the Houston Police Department announced that the cash, checks, and money orders found last month in the toilet wall appeared to be connected to the 2014 burglary. They also add that, quote, the church has not said how much money was recovered from the toilet wall. So it could have been a piggy bank. You don't know. Mm. Could have been someone going in, taking a couple grand here and there. You, yeah. We don't know. So look, we're not saying anything. We're just saying it seems like something straight out of righteous gemstones. Yeah. And we would not be surprised if the authorities, as well as the insurance company, maybe continue to look into this. Yeah. Might not be case closed. Exactly. Might be the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, but, hey, that's not all the Joel Osteen news we got this week, because in the midst of all this, he was publicly shamed by a user on TikTok who ended up losing their job over this hilarious interaction. Yeah. Uh, just take a look at this clip. You with Joel Osteen? Hey man, you know you're a piece of shit, right? You know, right? Right? Come on, yeah, you know. You know, right? Yeah. Legitimately pretty funny. And also just great time. If it was anyone, if yeah. it was anyone else, you'd you'd almost feel bad for him. But yeah. He is. He is. And it also it's just no great, it's detect great timing because of the story that we yeah. just previously talked about. But yeah, the viral success of that video apparently resulted in Nick Stanley, the man behind the video, getting fired from his job. Mm -hmm. But he is keeping things positive, according to a local NBC affiliate. A GoFundMe was launched to help Stanley, but instead he decided to help support two unnamed homeless organizations in Los Angeles, where he's from, and one in Houston. So, there you go. Cool. The guy who called Joel Austin a piece of shit has already done more for local communities than Austin himself, who famously locked the doors to, the doors to his church, turning away people desperate for a place to stay after being displaced by a massive fucking hurricane. Can't come here. Sorry. Bye. Mmm. No, actually, it's flooded in here. Oh, those photos that appeared online of it definitely not being flooded? Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyways, we do have more uh, news for you coming up, including updates to stories that we've been covering, as well as some news from the Game Awards and a Christmas Karen video that will make you cringe so hard you might actually close your web browser. So like the video now. Uh, but first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors, starting with Omaha Steaks. Obviously, we've both been getting lots of shipments of Omaha Steaks for years. And it's such a great feeling because not only do you get a bunch of delicious meats to cook, their sides and desserts are also incredible. Now, the holidays are obviously right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. But Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter News Dump into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NEWSDUMP, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the news about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you will get eight free burgers when you enter the code NEWSDUMP. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword NEWSDUMP. You go to the search bar, you type in NEWSDUMP, you'll see it drop down, that's when you can click yeah. on it, to be clear. This episode is also sponsored by Purple. Purple is a brand that is dedicated to helping you fall asleep fast with their line of pillows and mattresses, which are designed for ultimate comfort. Basically, if you're currently sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep's going to be terrible. It's that simple. That's why we recommend Purple for all your sleeping needs. Purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. The Gel Flex Grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. 
unlike memory foam, which remembers everything. Thanks to the GelFlex grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. You'll never have that I'm stuck feeling be, that people get with memory foam. We have a lot of experience with this GelFlex grid because Purple sent us some pillows and we very quickly fell in love with them. It's the love best it. best damn pillow I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. They're soft, but with plenty of support and every side of it is the cool side. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a Purple mattress by going to purple.com slash newsdump and using code newsdump. For a little bit of time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That is purple.com slash newsdump, code newsdump for 10% off any order of $200 or more. All right, back into the news now with an update to a story from an episode earlier this week regarding that CEO, Mr. Garg, of the mortgage lending company Better.com, who not only fired 900 employees on a Zoom call. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately but then got combative with uh, current employees on a message board after some had voiced concern over the way he handled things. Uh, the guy sounds like a total dick who couldn't couldn't help himself. Just stepping on rape Bonk. after rape Bonk. after rape Bonk. until uh, other executives from the company started handing in their resignations. Sorry, bro. You're posting cringe. Uh, <laughs> that, that included the company's head of communications and PR, which is always a very, very bad sign. Yeah. Not even I can save this. Their entire job is weathering storms. <laughs> yes, they abandoned ship. Uh, well, the inevitable moment has arrived and Vishal Garg has been, quote, forced to take time off from the company. Aww. Which sounds like he's just going to lay low during the holidays and wait for all the attention to hopefully blow over. But uh, here's Vice with more. Better.com CEO Vishal Garg is taking time off effective immediately, the digital mortgage company's board of directors said in an email on Friday morning. The company has also hired an outside firm to do a leadership and cultural assessment, according to the email. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, and it sounds like this incident has also thrown a wrench in the company's previously laid out plans to go public. Oops. Quote, the company had been preparing to go public through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC, after receiving a cash infusion of $750 million from Aurora Acquisition Corp. and SoftBank, but has decided to delay the merger since it became a focus of national attention. <laughs> As uh, Motherboard reported this week, Garg's temperament has been an issue repeatedly in the past. He has called a top investor sewage and <laughs> told employees that rather than take Indigenous People's Day off, their time was better served earning the company capital and therefore our freedom. Fuck you. I know. This guy is like the worst. The most patriotic thing you could do would be to come into work. Yeah. On this, on this national holiday. It's insane that it took this scandal to like expose this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, when people do something this just like egregious, it's, it's, it's always the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna uh, take a wild guess here and say that this pro Mr. Garg here probably not gonna be CEO much longer. No, the uh, the assessment I believe will lead to. Uh, I think they're looking for a as many clear cut signs as possible to get rid of him without having to pay any like severance or stock yeah. options or anything. Yeah. So, uh, I. In this case, I believe it is the last we've heard from Mr. Garg. Yeah, also, I mean, the fact that it was the board of directors who made that <laughs> made announcement decision. and not Garg himself, that's, yeah. that's he's he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but hey, look, it's time for some holiday cringe. Mm. Grab that nice cup of cocoa, pull over that blanket, 
Settle in. Settle into a comfy couch because you're going to be inside that couch by the time you're done watching this video. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a Christmas Karen, and that is Christmas with a K. <laughs> a, a Christmas Karen who decided to get creative with her arguments against vaccines by doing a parody of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You at a local town hall. Um, we are going to risk the potential... Uh, Mariah Carey is going to make like 30 cents off this video. The robot, the robot's going to be like, I think, I think they're doing all I want for Christmas is you, but something's way off with it. So we're going to let it pass. Yeah. The pitch is completely off. Hopefully it keeps the video up. I don't care about losing like the, the yeah. $5 yeah, to Mariah whatever. Carey, but uh, we're going to risk it. Yeah. Because I think it's worth it. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get taken down, but we had to watch this and so do you. And here you go. See how long you can make it. <laughs> Bridget, let's end this emergency. I don't want a lot for Christmas, just body autonomy. I don't care about the variants because of natural immunity. I just want my freedom now. The Constitution will show us how. Make my dreams come true. And the state of emergency and acknowledge early treatment. Two. Ivermectin, not just horse paste and hydroxychloroquine. Vitamin C and vitamin D, then the zinc and quercetin. I won't wear a useless mask. I don't need to stay at home. And my kids should go to school. We don't need to be alone. I just want my freedom now. The Constitution will show us how. Make my dreams come true. Let's have a happy holiday, everybody. The, what, there's so much happening here. Like there's, she, she does yeah. the intro part, and you're like, okay, that's it. And then it goes. Oh, my! Oh, god, she's gonna. It's two minutes, but it feels like ten minutes. What really struck me is the fact that she is reading her lyrics off a piece of paper. Like she went to the trouble of debasing herself like this at the local city council meeting, but couldn't go through the trouble of actually memorizing her own fucking lyrics that well, she wrote. Uh, in front uh, of, you know, at home, in the shower, in the car, you get, you you think you're sounding good, you yeah. think you got it down, but then you get in front of people, you get nervous, you get the butterflies, and you forget things. So, like, kudos to her for being prepared, but uh, also you could tell that, like, you know, she was getting a little nervous because uh, a lot of those notes, you know, obviously she's probably a great singer in the car, but uh, got real nervous and she, couldn't hit some of the notes. She's uh, the best singer in her friend group. My, my best, my favorite part is like when she's doing some. well, my favorite part is when you think the song's over and yeah. she keeps going. <laughs> but the other part that's great is that she's like, she's pushed herself into a part of the song where she can't get out of. So she speeds through the lyrics and then and then just rushes into like the previous chorus. Yeah, it, it and, and it ends so abruptly and yeah. like... By the way, I ended it there, but there, not to be deceptive, uh, 
you can imagine who's in the audience at this meeting. So there was a round of applause that uh, carried her off the uh, off the stage. <sighs> Woo! You go, girl. It's Telling the, it like it is. The Dunning Kruger effect has uh, really been in full effect in this country for mm-hmm. a while. The the dumbest fucking people have just absolute confidence in themselves and their ideas. Yeah. And uh, yeah. What There's a absolutely no shame. No, yeah. no shame at all. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, I need a palate cleanser. Let's uh, let's go over to some gaming news. No, this is not a palate cleanser for you, buddy. Ugh, well, God. it actually is because it, it actually went... It, the story went the exact way that all of us could have assumed that it went. So before we get into the actual game awards and the winners and losers, who cares? Let's talk about one certified loser right out the gate. Ubisoft's new NFT platform called Quartz. As we said previously, despite YouTube removing the counter next to the dislike button, certain add-ons are able to see how many dislikes a video has, and the uploaders themselves can also see just how disliked a video is. And the video announcement of Ubisoft Quartz was one of the biggest flops that company has seen in a very long time, Mm -hmm. and it resulted in the video being delisted from the platform. Not a good sign. Here's Kotaku with more. The Quartz announcement video has not been a hit with fans. At the time of posting, which their post article, it was made uh, Wednesday night, the video had been viewed 148,881 times with 1,000 likes and 24,000 dislikes. Ratio. That is a 96% dislike ratio, which by their math says people do not like what this video is about. (laughs) Not one bit. I I think not. Uh, They also add that Ubisoft might not have any idea what they're actually doing according to the fine print associated with the Quartz platform. It reveals that because so much of the work is being handed off to the blockchain, Ubisoft has no power to reverse or cancel transactions, has no liability for claims or damages, is aware that the blockchain may be subject to specific weaknesses, which make them possibly targets for specific cybersecurity threats, and has no liability in the risks implied by the use of this new technology. And they also link a Twitter thread that goes through uh, the fine print a bit further, with one of the funniest sections being the restrictions on the license for your NFT, which basically informs you, the user, that you can't do shit with their damn NFT or use it in any way that might benefit yourself outside of the usage in the game or selling it on their secondary market. You can't even show off your NFT in videos, apparently. You can't use it in a video. Uh, it's literally more restricted than any other form of gear or collectible. It is, it's nuts. The future of gaming, guys. Yeah. Well, um, cool. Yeah. I Listen, I'm glad Ubisoft fell on that sword and listened to their shareholders and said, yes, we're going to do this. And uh, it's been such an immediate failure. It actually does warm my heart that... Uh, once you step out of the crypto NFT bubble, most yeah. people are actively hostile to this shit. Yeah. Now, <laughs> to be clear, they did, you know, give away all two thousand of the. It was a, you didn't have to pay for it, but yeah. the the money that they're hoping to get is the secondary market, where they yeah. will get a cut of every sale. So if those people trade it back and forth, they're getting money from that, regardless of the fact that they gave it away for free. And as much as everyone on Earth hates that idea. The shareholders are clearly like, we just give things away for, hold on, hold on. We give things away for free. And then if people want by their own will to pay for these on a secondary market, we will make a fraction of every single sale that happens. Why aren't we doing this already? Yeah. Hit the green button, let's go. Well, now you know why. Yeah, and so hopefully this uh, continues to not work out and potentially shames them into 
changing their opinion on it, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. The world is run by NFTs now, obviously, so. Yep. Anyway, on to those Game Awards. They started off with Jeff Keighley addressing the problems, and there are lots, yeah. within that industry that are impossible to ignore, and uh, we know that he's in a he's in a tough spot here because he, the entire show and the entire industry is still really reliant on these big companies. They're part of his of advisory board. Yeah, so... But yeah. his mention of the very serious problems in the industry came out a little bit toothless mm -hmm. with a vague mention of headlines regarding mistreatment of employees and then a request that we all do better, gamers included. How dare you? <laughs> they, they put a thing on the screen that was like, if you'd like to report harassment in gaming. This is not what that's... That's not what we're fucking talking about, and then, Jeff. Uh, what was the project called? The Cyber Bullies or whatever? Oh, uh, Bully Hunters? Yeah, bu then Bully Hunters came out on stage. No, they didn't. <laughs> that would have been amazing. They're like, text this number and the Bully Hunters will be on it. We, we decided, we thought about what we could do given all of these allegations, and they are allegations, about what happened at uh, Activision Blizzard. And you know what? We're relaunching the Bully Hunters. <laughs> this alone will fix it. Uh, but yeah, with that part of the show addressed, albeit awkwardly and without any direct mention of the uh, alleged crimes or companies accused of them, the uh, awards were handed out and, and uh, it was mostly trailers. It's always mostly course, trailers. Yeah. It's People tune in, they, 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 they could not give less of a shit about the actual, they're like, okay, bleh, and you, congratulations. They, including the audience. Uh, like yeah. The audience is like, you know, I think people say that they enjoy that su such and such one game of the year or whatever. Who cares? But they're, everyone is watching for trailer debuts. It yeah. is it is a E3 conference live yeah. with some awards given out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, some of the big winners of the night include Returnal winning Best Action Game, Resident Evil 4 winning Best in VR, Tales of Arise winning Best RPG, Final Fantasy XIV winning Best Ongoing Game, and It Takes Two winning Best Family Game, Best Multiplayer Game, and Game of the Year. I didn't even know that was out already. And it's uh, being sued. Uh, that Joseph guy is being sued by Take Two. That's such bullshit. Yeah. Uh, anyways, as for trailers, uh, we got a, a trailer for another new Star Wars game called Eclipse, and there's not much information yeah, other it's than a it's cinematic. An, it's action adventure game. Yeah. So Boo. hopefully it's single player, and uh, EA keeps their filthy hands off it. Uh, there's also a Wonder Woman game, as well as a new trailer for Suicide Squad. Right. There's a game based on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, one that I think El Elliot's going to be pretty excited about, uh, an, an RTS based on Dune. Oh, interesting, because, yeah, I think You're a spice the original Dune game from the 90s was an RTS. Anyway, I, I won't be playing it because I'm too old for RTS games. My brain, uh, I, I tried getting But it's in a major property. They'll probably dumb it down a bit. I don't know. Uh, my problem, like, I, I started playing the new Age of Empires, and like, if I'm on easy mode, it's like not fun because yeah. it's too easy. And then if I bump it up higher than that, then it, I just get completely. Oh, anytime actual war happens, I'm like, oh god, oh jeez, go go over here, go. Over. It, I I can't do it. Uh, there was obviously a whole lot more, but honestly, one of the best trailers uh, was not for a game at all. It was for a movie based on a game. The trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which legitimately looks, it looks awesome. It looks so much fun. And it looks like they got any shred of realism out of the way with the first one. Not that there was much anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but the sequel looks like straight up fan service. Uh, Jim Carrey has the big old mustache. They got tails. It's awesome. Uh, it, it has every aspect of the actual game, including multiple characters being represented. It just, it looks like a lot of fun. He's chasing rings. They got chaos emeralds. It is the game, but in real life. Yeah. It is exactly what people want. And the first one was actually great. So... 
I, did you ever see it? No. It was one of the last movies I saw before the pandemic. That's how long it's been. I kind of forgot it came out. Uh, yeah, everyone seems to have actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine. Which is so funny because everyone was so mad when uh, they announced it and then they, they showed off. When he had those teeth? Sonic, yeah. Yeah. They, the fan, this, it's so funny. They, they completely vindicated everyone. Well, that's what happens when you actually do it well. A lot online harassment works, guys. Yeah. When you see something you don't like, you need to go and harass the people responsible for it until they change what they're doing to better suit your desires. Yeah. And now a thing comes up that's the <laughs> harassment hotline. If you see something that looks like it sucks, yeah. make sure you let the devs know. Hey, man, not cool. <laughs> but no, this looks fun. The original was fun. You sh I mean, I don't know what you would get out of it. It's a, it's a kid's movie. It's a teenager's movie. Yeah. But... It's fun if you like if you know the characters you grew up with them. It's fine. Um, it was weird that it was like the last movie I saw before the pandemic, kind of left on a weird note. But uh, this the sequel looks bonkers. So mm. yeah, Jim Carrey really uh, acts his ass off in this, and uh, you know he's turned out to not be the best guy in some cases. But I still enjoy his acting very much. Yeah, and it's good to have him back doing wacky Jim Carrey stuff. Yes. That's he, what he, he built. His, he built his career on being a wacky guy, and then he got all serious, and was in uh, Eternal Sunshine, which was great. Great movie. But he's people are like, oh, Jim Carrey, he can be sad. He can be just extremely depressed. Man on the Moon, another one. Yeah. Great. No, give me funny, zany Jim Carrey. It is definitely zany in this. Smoky old mustache. Somebody uh, stop me. <laughs> Uh, as we said before, January 15th, we're going to be in Austin, Texas. We will give you more details when they uh, get into our hands, but we're doing a live show yeah. in Austin, Texas uh, with Rooster Teeth, whatever the hell their thing is. The Rooster Teeth Podcast Tour. I there you go. Called. So we'll be there ju uh, January 15th in Austin, Texas. We'll give you more information soon. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave a comment, do whatever you want, but mainly... Watch our two most recent videos over here. We got two awesome videos from this week for you to check out. Watch both of those, and we'll see you very soon for some more weekly weird news. Bye bye.